1: So, Father, I pray again, speak to us, have your way, move upon us, let your word be real in our hearts, in the precious and mighty name of Jesus, amen, amen. So, let God, this is number two in your provider, number two in your provider. Last week, we started this series, and we're opening up with this text that I've been translating Uh, this week. And it's Psalm 46, 10 through 11. Psalm 46, 10 through 11. And it goes like this. Let go and know that I am God. Now we'll just pause right there. Many of you may know this verse as be still and know that I am God. And I'll explain to you why I've translated it as let go very soon. Let me read it again. Let go and know that I am God. I will be exalted in the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Yahweh of the heavenly armies is with us. Our high place of refuge is Jacob's God. Salah. Amen. Can I hear an amen? amen. So the theme this morning is this. God is exalted when you let go and let God. God is exalted when you let go and you let God. Today's message is inspired by Diane Hang. And Daniel and Diane are on the road now. They just texted me uh, last night and they're traveling this morning, but they're on the road. And Diane, a few years ago, had a blog where she focused on this word let. And you can check out her writings at FirstFloorMessages.com. And one time she reflected on this one small word in English, let. It's a small word, but packed with meaning. It begins our main text this morning, let go and know that I am God. And you probably heard it, like I was saying before, you probably heard it said as, be still and know that I am God, which is a good translation. But I like to say, let go, because it gives a clearer picture of this Hebrew word, which is harpoo. harpu. And harpoo means to grow slack, release, or let go. To grow slack, release, or let go. Let is a word of permission associated with grace and faith. Let allows God to be our Father, and letting lets Him be the leader and Lord, and it lets Him be the leader and Lord of us, the nations, and the whole earth. And we see there in that opening passage there, uh, Psalm forty-six, ten. And 11, that it says, let go and know that I am God and I will be exalted in the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So letting go allows God to be exalted. Well, as you know, today is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. And we're we're blessed in this congregation to have wonderful (laughs) mothers. And... The mothers in our congregation are unique because they're mothering with Jesus. They are discipling their children to be followers of Jesus. And so we're blessed, if, you have, if you're a young mother, you're blessed to have these older mothers that have gone before you and have led the way in leading their children to Jesus. There's two types of mothering. You can do mothering without Jesus, and you can do mothering with Jesus. And some mothers know both in their life. Some of some mothers know all their motherhood they have been mothering with Jesus and it's something very special. As a church, we should always honor the mothers who are mothers in Jesus and that are have been mothering with Jesus. And they're ones that we should look up to and, and value and make an effort. I would uh, encourage the younger mothers to always make an effort to be with those older mothers, spiritual mothers, who are great examples around us. Because uh, these kinds of mothers that are mothering with Jesus are uh, rare jewels. They're treasures. And again, they're worth making the effort to be around. Amen? Amen. Amen. So this is a great place for mothers with young children to to learn how to be mothers spiritually. And we have those who may not be mothers physically, naturally, but they all they have a mother's heart and they're mothering the younger disciples. And so that's wonderful. Today, we're going to be spelling the word let. So all say with me, let. We're going to be spelling the word let. L-E-T, L-E-T. And it's, it's a short devotion, which is based on Psalm 46, 10 through 11. So the first L is let go. Say that with me, let go. And this is what it looks like in Hebrew, and I don't expect you to read it. I just want to... Uh, read it to you. Harpu udu ki anoki Elohim. That's all I'm going to (laughs) read. So we have this first word harpu udu. Harpu udu, which is uh, harpu is let go. And udu, no. Ki anoki Elohim, that I am God. So it's it's got that short, punchy feel in the Hebrew, harpu udu, ki anoki elohim. And how it says it in the NASB version is cease striving. Cease striving and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations, I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob is our stronghold, Salah. So here it's translating it as cease striving. Again, the whole idea is relaxing and opening up and letting go. As we we said in the beginning, we have this releasing and letting go. The first step in letting God be God is letting go. Are you with me? With me? The first step in letting God be God is letting go. Now, you can think of it. Have you ever been in a fight with somebody? And I'm talking about an argument, and uh, I'll use this here. You're, you're holding on to that thing that is, is right, and you're upset that that other person doesn't believe it's right, and you're holding it so tight. And the longer you hold it, the longer the fight goes on. As you're holding that thing, and the other person is holding their thing, and then it becomes a sword, and you're swinging it at each other. And in order to get, you know, in order to get over a fight quickly, in order to uh, bring peace, you've got to actually let go and drop the thing that you have been holding on to. And this is the same thing with, with God. We need to let God... Be God by letting go. So the first step in letting God be God is letting go. Letting go is also the first step in letting God provide for you. Because God wants to provide for us. He wants to give to us. And sometimes we're trying to do it ourselves. So we're holding on to something. And then God can't give us what he wants to give us. So letting go is also the first step in letting God provide for you. Sabbath rest, true and deep rest, starts with letting go as well. So in order to enter into rest, we need to let go. And letting go helps us. And it's the beginning of us starting to enter into Sabbath rest, true deep rest. And I I like this picture. (laughs) This reminds me of being in New York with all the leaves. And it's always a a nice, uh, you know, you dream as a kid of laying in the leaves and and relaxing and being free. But the only thing is once you do it, then there might be some creepy crawly things in those leaves. (laughs) Better to do it in the snow. You know. In New York, you do it in the snow, and there's not really much, uh, not much there. But the big advice in New York is don't eat the yellow snow. Oh, yeah. That's because there's a lot of dogs. <laughs> this stage here, we need to be like a child that just lets go and rests and relax relaxes in God's presence. That's what 40, Psalm 4610 is telling us to do. Mothers know that often children fight against their care. Have you been there before? Yes. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Who, those listening on audio, I have a little... Uh, Visual here, it says, Happy Mother's Day, but it's a kid with his arms crossed and steam coming out of his ears with a pretty angry face on. Happy Mother's Day. Now, you know the experience. You're trying to dress your kid, and they don't want to wear that. And it's like, I thought your favorite color was red. He, don't you like this red dress? My favorite color was red last week, Mom, not this week. I, I don't want to wear it. And then you go and you try to make a meal, their favorite meal, spaghetti bolognese. Oh, Mom, that was last year, my favorite meal. I'm not going to eat it. <laughs> and my, all, all mothers will know that children at times resist their care, especially you're trying to put on their their clothes. Hopefully Joseph's not too bad. How is Joseph with? two days I very tricky. Yeah, last, you've got you've to become a master peacemaker, negotiator uh, to be able to clothe your kid just to get them out of the door or to get them to eat. They don't want to eat. They don't want to clothe. So we see that the kids sometimes fight, and that makes it hard for mothers. And that's why we need to be very kind and gentle with mothers, and spiritual mothers too, because in discipleship that often happens. Or you're trying to give your kid medicine and they don't wanna have it, but you know they need it, but they reject it, I don't wanna have that. So as you know, this makes it difficult. It makes it difficult to care for, this makes it difficult to care for your children at times. Yushi, do you mind just closing the door there? Thanks. I can hear the, as we're talking about that, the sirens are going. Somebody is upset that uh, their mother's not around and is committing crimes or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully not, hopefully not. Oh, (laughs) So as we've been uh, talking about with the, thank you, Yushi, with with kids, sometimes they're resisting our care. And only if they would relax, only if they would let go, you could care for them. Are you with me here? And yet this is what we do with our Heavenly Father many times. He wants to care for us but we don't let him. We kick, scream, and fight. We wanna do it ourselves. And this is the big tension even in the New Testament where Paul is trying to teach the people about grace and they still wanna be saved by their own works. They still want to be righteous in their own selves and so they're fighting. They're saying we wanna do it ourselves and Paul is saying God has already taken care of this on the cross he is your righteousness. Jesus is your right, righteousness. It's by the blood that atonement is made. It's by the blood that you're forgiven. Uh, receive it by grace. And others, they didn't want to receive it by grace. They wanted to re- receive it by works. And of course, doing good works is good, but it all comes out of salvation. It comes out of grace. Even in the little things of life and everyday life, we can fight against our Father's care, and be like this. But letting go of your will and work ushers in God's provision, his care, so that he can clothe you, so that he can feed you, so that he can give you the medicine, so that you can be healed. You're with me here. And it starts with letting go. If only you would relax and let him care for you, And this has to do with Sabbath, too, because Sabbath, the word Sabbath means cease, stop, rest. And so so God was very passionate about the Sabbath. Now we know that Jesus is our Sabbath. But in order to enter into that Sabbath rest that is Jesus, we have to stop. We have to cease. Cease fighting. We have to stop. We need to rest. We need to lay down our... Weapons and all the things that we cherish so much, the idols of our thoughts and ideologies, the idols that we hold on to, we need to drop so that we can let God move, let God work, let God care. Let go and know that I am God. Ceasing. Letting go and relaxing in the Father's arms is what you do when you seek first the kingdom. When you seek first the kingdom, we were talking about this last week. We ended on the point where Jesus was teaching us not to worry, not to be fall into anxiety, not to let worry suck the life out of us, so to speak. And at the end of it, he says, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness And all these things will be added to you. So what you're doing, he's saying, is you're seeking first the the food, the clothing, the money, everything that's needed. That's what you're seeking first. And you're worried about it and you're anxious about it. But he says, let go of all of that. And this is what seeking first the kingdom means what does that mean you know we've heard it said so many times Matthew 6 33. what does it mean to seek first the kingdom seeking first the kingdom means letting go of our kingdom our ways our trying to do it in our own strength and relaxing in the father's arms so ceasing letting go and relaxing in the father's arms is what you do when you seek first the kingdom And this is what Jesus says in Matthew 6.31. Now, you got to help me with a little bit of an amen and a hallelujah so I know you're still with me. (laughs) So, Matthew. I like Caleb. Caleb, That that sounded like my pastor. You know, my pastor, something would fall on the floor and break, and he would say, hallelujah. Somebody would be angry with the church about something, and he would say, Hallelujah. (laughs) And one time we asked him, why do you do that, Pastor? Uh, Pat?" This is Pastor Dennis Hodgulick back in New York. Why do you do that, Pastor? He says, well, if I don't say hallelujah, something else is going to come out of my mouth. So I say hallelujah. Now, he was a tough guy. He was a security guard, bouncer for bars, sheet metal mechanic, but God saved his life and he took the club, which was called the Blackberry Jam, which is in a very, very rough neighborhood, uh, You know, drug dealers all around that whole uh, street. But he took the Blackberry Jam uh, Club and he transformed it into a church. And, and I was part of helping build that church. But there was other guys who built a lot more than I did. I only did a little bit here and there. I wasn't much of a builder. Not like you, no. she, Not like George here. <laughs> And that church became Abundant Life Christian Fellowship. That's where I was sent out of. And now it's Centerpoint. There's a lot of Centerpoint churches, but Centerpoint, and they have now many campuses <laughs> all over Long Island. Hallelujah! <laughs> so here, Matthew 6:31. Hear what Jesus says. Do not worry then, saying, "What will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear for clothing?" For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. He knows that you need all these things. And he says, let go and know that I am God. Know that he is Father. Know that he sees all of our needs. Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first. That's in our priority. In our time, but seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So Jesus is teaching His disciples to live a life free of worry. Now, like what I said last week is that. Every one of us gets attacked by worry. Every one of us will need to overcome worry. Uh, There's probably never going to be a time in your life where you're not going to battle worry, but you can overcome it and know God's peace in in the midst of it. And this happens as you seek first his kingdom. And what I'm saying is it involves first letting go, relaxing, resting in the Lord. Here's some wise words from a spiritual mother, Corey Ten Boom, and she's been uh, someone that Anna's mentioned recently. Worrying is carrying—sorry, uh, worrying is carrying tomorrow's load with today's strength. Carrying two days at once, it is moving into tomorrow ahead of time. Worrying does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow; it empties today of its strength. Corey ten Boom. Did you hear that? I think it's worth saying again just so that we can get it into our hearts. Worrying is carrying tomorrow's load with today's strength. Carrying two days at once. It is moving into tomorrow ahead of time. Worrying does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. Now, what, what if you're struggling with this letting go? Well, uh, oh, that's a, something I want to say, but a little bit later. Uh-oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. What if you're struggling with letting go? Well, let God help you let go, right? Let God help you let go. So, you know. So it's like you're holding on. God, help me to let go. And the idea the Hebrew with uh, harpu is the idea of God causing it to happen because of the grammatical form it's in in the Hebrew. It's, it's like let God help you let go. It's all said in that, that one word. It's the, uh, it's the idea of God causing it to happen. God causing it to happen and the he feel. Uh, tense there for those who study Hebrew. Well, what are we to let go of? Let go of the debt people owe you. And by this, I'm not meaning merely money. I'm not talking just about money, but sometimes you have to let go of that too. But I'm talking about emotional and expectational debt. You know, we expect that somebody would reciprocate something. We expect that people would be loyal, or we would expect that... Uh, if you show love, they should show love. And uh, we have this debt that we carry around and we hold on to. And forgiveness is about let, letting go of that debt. Are you with me? And those things, they eat us up inside. Things that people do to us. Things that people say to us that we know are not right. They eat us up. They, they get a hold of us. We, they, they end up sucking the life out of today. And so letting go of the emotional and expectational debt that we we carry is critical to letting God be God. Let go of the pain they've caused and let go of the attacks. So sometimes we don't let go of the pain that our parents have caused, the pain that our children have caused, the pain that our friends have caused, the pain that our government has caused. The pain that, whatever, if we live in a broken world. And this is why Jesus taught us every day we need to be forgiving. You know, the prayer, give us our daily bread. Forgive us of our debts as we forgive those. Our debtors as we forgive our debtors. So this was a daily prayer. Forgiveness is a daily thing. Letting go of God, letting go and letting God is a daily thing. This is what I'm trying to say here. You're with me here. We've got to practice it daily. And you thought, oh, I let go at church. I went to the altar and I wept it all out. Hallelujah. <laughs> and you're probably going to need to do it the next day and the, the afternoon and the evening because that's not what they tell you. You know, the preacher says, well, you know, let it go and you'll never, it'll never bother you again. But what I'm trying to do is bring a sense, a dose of reality, it may bother you again. You let it go. You left it at the altar. You have to continually practice letting go. Amen. Opening up the hands and letting go. Again, if you're struggling with letting go, let God help you let go. <laughs> let God help you let go. Uh, we <laughs> let me get to this in a second. <laughs> we were having some trouble uh, sleeping this week, and uh, because the uh, kids were sick and different things, and so this is one of the things we were joking about this week. Have you heard George Costanza on Jerry Seinfeld? He said this: "I love a good nap. Sometimes it's the only thing getting me out of bed in the morning." <laughs> I love a good nap. Sometimes it's the only thing getting me out of the out of bed in the morning and that was one of the things that uh we were thinking about this week. <laughs> and if you sometimes you have to let go of a good night's sleep if you're a parent, I you know, we had a tough time sleeping this week. It's been 20 years of a tough time sleeping. <laughs> and I I in your, you're ingrained. It's ingrained in you. You got to get a good night's sleep. You got to get a good night's sleep. You got to get a good night's sleep. Let me just say, after 20 years of this thing, God will sustain you. Even if you don't get a good night's sleep, get some naps. You do need to catch up on your sleep. But you have to let go of the ideals that the world is pushing on you. Yeah. And then people put a guilt trip on you. Guess what? It's not going to be perfect. Life is not going to be perfect. But the Lord is with you, and he's going to give you wisdom and strategies. So let go of everything that people are trying to put on you, and even what you're trying to put on yourself. (laughs) Even what you're trying to put on yourself, let it go and just let God be God. And this brings us to the E, number two, E, is embrace God's work, way, and will. Embrace God's work, way, and will. So we let go in order to embrace God's work, way, and will. And so, again, I keep reading this here. Let go and know that I am God. I will be exalted in the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Yahweh of the heavenly armies is with us. Our high place of refuge is Jacob's God. Salah. And it could be the idea of salah is, is letting go, is, is pausing, is, just, is meditating. A, salah is one of those words which, uh, down through the centuries, people are trying to figure out, what does it mean? What does it mean? So let, it's a small word in English, and it's even smaller in Hebrew most of the time. So let is a small word in English, just three letters. And often it's smaller in Hebrew. It's usually just one letter in Hebrew, yud. The smallest letter, you know, yud he, vav he, for Yahweh, Yeshua, starts with yud. And yud is the smallest and humblest letter in the Hebrew alphabet, and it means hand, it means hand. And what you would do in Hebrew to say let, one of the ways you would say let is just put yud, the sound yud, in front of a word like yahi, yahi or, which is let there be light. Or is light, yahi, uh, hayaz to be, yahi or is let there be light. But it's just to add it, you just add that yud in front of the word. I'm trying to make something complicated in Hebrew, very simple. You just add that yod in front of a word and it means let, let there be light. Or it could be may and it's used often in the blessing. You've heard of the blessing, the Lord bless you and keep you, which could be translated as may, may God bless you and keep you, but it also can be translated as let God bless you and keep you. So you got to let God bless you and keep you. And what I'm reminded of with Yud is that it takes humility to let God, to embrace his work, way, and will. It takes humility. So humility says, no, I'm not going to do it all myself. I'm going to embrace God's work. I'm going to embrace his will. I'm going to embrace his way. It takes humility to let God. It takes humility to let him do the work rather than do it in our pride. Our father wants to bring light into every area of our lives and thought. We've got to let him bring that light. We've got to let him bring that hope into every area of our lives and our thoughts. Sometimes it's getting dark in certain areas. But will you let him? Will you let him? Will we let him? Amen. Let him bring light. So this word came to me when I was struggling with my own thoughts. They were getting dark and off course Uh, this week. And I went to the Lord in prayer. And the Lord began to speak to me about this, about letting him, letting his light in. Will you let me? Let me bless you. Let me strengthen you. Let me heal you. Let me deliver you. Let me help you. He kept on saying all these things, and I want to say that to all of us: Will we let the Lord help us, clothe us, provide for us, heal us, restore us, comfort us, bring light into the darkness? Yehi or let there be light. Vayehi or and there was light. Will we let the Lord bring light into every area? Because the light is good. His light is good. Will we let him deliver us? So the Father said to me all these let statements and reminded me of this. And that's the beginning of this message. That was the seed of it. The Lord spoke to me, will you let me, will you let me, let me bless you, will you let me, let me bless you, let me strengthen you, let me heal you, let me deliver you, let me help you. And I find that always God's word brings with it hope. So if you're lacking hope, if you're hopeless, if it's getting dark, let God's word come into your heart, let it come into you, and it brings hope, it brings life, it lifts your spirit. Have you heard the joke? Uh, have you ho- Let me get some water here. Have you heard the joke about Moshe and the flood? You may have heard it in a different form. Uh, but it's a, quite a well known Jewish joke, and it has some different, different forms to it. So Moshe is in Brisbane, I added that part, and there's a great flood that is happening. And the flood comes up to Moshe's waist, and a boat comes by and says, hey, can I pick you up and help you? The floodwaters are rising, and Moshe says, no, no, I'm praying to the Lord. I'm believing that he's going to save me. Go on. (laughs) And the waters rise higher, so he goes up to the second floor. A boat comes by and says, Moshe, Moshe. The floodwaters are rising. We're here to help you. Come into the boat. He says, no, no, no. I prayed to God. I'm believing that God is going to save me. I said, "Okay." The floodwaters rise more and more. Now Moshe's on the roof. And there's no more boats. It's a helicopter that comes. And the helicopter says, we're here to take you away, to save you from the floodwaters. And he says, no, no, no. I'm I'm looking to God. God is going to save me. And then next, Moshe drowns. He drowns in the water, and he's up in heaven, and he's before God. And God is looking at his book here and and saying, Hmm, you've you've arrived a little bit early. (laughs) Why are you here? He said, Well, I believed that you were going to save me, and you didn't save me. He was upset with God. And God said to him, listen, I sent you two boats and a helicopter. What more could I do? (laughs) Well, here's the thing about Moshe, and you may have heard it in, in different forms, that joke, is that we need to let God help us and save us, and often it doesn't come in the form that we expect. So we need to ask God, open my eyes so that I can see how you are helping and caring for me. You know, I prayed a prayer, uh, and i pray prayed this a lot. Lord, I need some help. I need some help. Came in this, uh, this morning, and I saw this place looks a lot better than it normally does. And I was, what, what has happened? And I said, Anna, did you clean up? She says, I didn't clean up. It was Elizabeth. So she, she came in here, and she brought a lot of help. Thank you, Elizabeth. That means a lot. And because for ministry, it takes all of our hands, yeah. all hands on deck, uh, and uh, I'm very grateful. So God brings us help, and sometimes, like Moshe we we reject it uh, we're not uh, we're not seeing we want some miracle, we want some miracle, some some angelic visitation, but re- And I I think I'm going to focus on this in the weeks to come, but do you know that all of creation is a miracle? You are a miracle? Everything came out of God's word in the beginning, where it's by Omer Elohim, and God said, let there be light, and there was light, and everything came out of God's word, out of nothing. So I may develop this, so this is a little bit of a, a seed here, but everything is a miracle. So this brings us to the last point, and it's not as long as the other points. So the first thing was let go. The second thing was embrace God. And the third thing, the T, is trust that God will do it. Say that with me. Trust Trust. that God will do it. it. Well, we did good with the trust one. (laughs) Let's say it again. Trust that, God will do it. Trust that God will do it. Amen. This is the last thing. Basically, the Father is saying to us stop trying to do it yourself and surrender. Surrender to His ways, surrender to His will, surrender to His work. Anna brought that word surrender to my attention because she had a, a time of worship in here and she said it's so, it was so beautiful to be in here. And surrender. And this is what part of what letting go is is surrendering to the Lord. Surrendering to the Lord. Listen to what God says to the psalmist after saying, Let go and know that I am God. Uh, read it again. Let go and know that I am God. I will be exalted in the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So when you let go and know that he is God, he is exalted in the nations. And many of us, we are worried about what's happening in the nations. Of course, I'm worried about the things that I see happening in Russia, in Ukraine, in China trying to build a military base in the Solomon Islands. The whole world is a bit concerned about all these things. Do you know that they are saying that by the end of, the Australian government is saying by the end of this decade there is going to be a world war, war we need to prepare for war. That is pretty uh, strong talk. But are we to be worried? Are we to be anxious? And so I'm preparing us, I'm preparing us that let go, know that he is God, he will be exalted above the nations, he will be exalted in the earth, and this is the Lord himself speaking, I will be exalted in the nations, I will be exalted in the earth, and then Yahweh of the heavenly armies, so there's more than just what we see with our eyes, there's these hosts, the heavenly armies the angelic armies that we don't see, but if God would open up our eyes, we would see that these armies, they're hovering over us now. They're surrounding us now. Wherever God's faithful people are, they are there to minister. Yahweh of the heavenly armies is with us. He is the captain. He is the one in charge, and he is with us. And this brings us great hope. And this is why we can let go and know that he is God, because he is with us. Our high place of refuge, he's our high place of refuge. Our high place of refuge is Jacob's God. And then Salah at the end for us to meditate and think on it. And this whole message is a Salah on letting go and knowing that he is God. This, This last part here. And lastly, I'd like to end by listening to a P.J. Morton song, Let Go and Let God. So, if, uh, if I can get Lena to unmute channel two. Good, it looks like we're unmuted there. Okay, now hopefully the sound's gonna come out of here. Sometimes the computer surprises me where the sound comes out of. And I just want us to maybe close our eyes or you can look here and let this song minister to you, which is let go and let God. You may have heard it before. I found it a great blessing. And I just pray, Father, as we play this, that it would minister to everyone here.
0: As soon as I start worrying, worrying how the story is, I let go and I uh, let go. Let God have His way. That's when things start happening.
2: can have you
1: Let's stand. That's gonna be our author call. (laughs) So let's let's stand and and to sum up the first point, L, let go. The second, E, embrace God, and the third, T, trust He will do it. And I'm going to pray for all of us and then I'm gonna pray for the mothers. Uh, Thank you, Father, for this time. Help us to let go. Help us to let go today. And whenever things come up, wherever these thoughts that are against your word come up in our mind, help us to let go and let you have control. We wanna let go of control and let you be God of our lives, be God of this church, be God of our Bible school, be God of all the ministries We let go and say, Lord, be Lord over this nation, Australia. Be Lord over the nations of the world. Be Lord. We know that the end of the story is not hopelessness but hope because, Jesus, you are returning. And so we're not going to be caught up in the fear of the end times. We're going to be caught up in looking to you Into the joy of your return and in the excitement of what are you going to do now, Lord? Things look hopeless, but what are you going to do now? How are you going to come through? How are you going to do? What miracles are you going to do today? And so, Lord, I pray for our lives to be free from worry and care and that we would know your miraculous provision in our lives. Thank you, Father. Minister to every heart here. And if you're a mother, or a spiritual mother, feel free to raise your hand. I'm going to speak a blessing over you and for everybody at home. Lord, I speak a blessing over all the moms to know that peace and security that comes from you, Jesus, to know that rest and that freedom that comes from you. Father, bless the moms. Let your face shine upon them. Let every day be filled with testimonies of your grace and your goodness. Let them be healed, let them be made whole, let them be strengthened, let them be be encouraged and let them be a light and let their faith be contagious. Let them raise up mighty little warriors for you. Little girls and little boys that will serve you. Lord, even their adult children, may they come back to you, may they come running. Bless the work of their hands. Bless every meal that's made. Bless every time that they work, wherever they go, all their fields of work, wherever they go. Bless it. Bless everything that they do. Bless them with uh, just good people around them to help them. Watch over them. Bless them with great comfort, joy, peace, patience hope. Bless them with good relationships in their family. Let your blessing, Father, rest on all the mothers. We honor the mothers. We thank you for the mothers. And for those who have mothers that have passed away and it's painful, comfort hearts today. We give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. And help us bring a blessing to our moms that are alive today. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Can I hear an amen?